The Start On Demand. On demand. Bob Irving is going into the ring of honor. We speak to CFL Commissioner Randy Ambrosi and Wade Miller, President and CEO of the Winnipeg Football Club. It's Black Friday. What are stores prepping for heading into the busy holiday season? We'll tell you about an urgent need for toys and how you can help out with the North End Toy Drive. It's Friday, which means our weekly Gab with Gabby and... Secrets. Rick Mercer told an awesome story on Thursday about a secret he and his brother have kept for decades. What secrets are you holding on to? I'm Brett McGarry alongside Greg Mackling and Loren McNabb. We are Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. This is the Friday, November 26th podcast for The Start. Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, it is Friday. Thank you very much for joining us and so much to discuss today. It's Black Friday. We've got Bob Irving going into the Ring of Honor, but um, there's something weird happening this afternoon for a Friday. We got a pregame show at 1230. Oh, man. Uh-huh. So a uh, couple of things come out of that, right? Uh, how are you going to adjust your day so that you can take in the Jets this afternoon? <laughs> Maybe just have it on in the background or full on. Uh, well, you don't want to pull a sick day, right, Loren? Because that has other implications potentially at the workplace with regards to COVID-19. So maybe just finding a way to find some time to uh, to partake in the festivities as the Jets face the Wild at 2.30 this afternoon. This is when I celebrate our work schedule as a day like today. <laughs> because you can just go home and enjoy it. Yes. If you had the afternoon work schedule, you could just stay home from the sounds of it. Well, yes, I was going to say, if you're hosting a program on CJOB, <laughs> perhaps, say, normally from 4 till 6, uh, yeah, the, the world's your oyster right now. <laughs> So the Winnipeg Jets playing in Minnesota today at 2.30. So the Curtis Carpets pregame show starts at 12.30 because of the U.S. Thanksgiving long weekend, which means today, Loren, is Black Friday. And I'd, I'd honestly love to know, I mean, we've done so many different things over the past 20 months since the start of this pandemic. And one of the big changes has been how we shop, I think. First of all, we all, a lot of us went online or we had to stop shopping or pair back our shopping because of dollars and cents. And now we've got supply chain issues and questions over inflation. Do we have enough money and all the rest? So are you looking genuinely for deals out there today? Are you actually someone who's lining up? I know uh, we're going to talk to Polo Park at 7 o'clock. They're hoping that the pre-pandemic crowds return today. Are you someone who's going to hit the malls? Are you trying to really do more local again? That was one of the good things that emerged over the past 20 months. More people going local shopping or shopping locally rather than, you know, the Amazons of the world. Or are you just someone who just ignores this day altogether? I have never once participated in lining up for a Black Friday. But I, I don't know how, I don't know about you guys, I somehow end up on a lot of email lists. And I had to have received at least 30 emails this morning that were from various stores on their fabulous Black Friday deals. And I just now clicked on some of them. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not seeing the deal. Well, but I, I suppose it comes somewhere in certain items, like maybe the electronics that I'm not interested in or something like that. Well, that's funny because I did exactly the same thing as we were talking about this. I went into my private email and I've got easily 30 or 35 emails from different retailers that I've been stupid enough to give my email address to (laughs) because I just really just delete their special emails that I get from them every day or every other day. Uh, But I'm not seeing anything too incredibly spectacular. I have to be, you know, up to 50% off on certain things, uh, up to 60%. The up to always gets me, Brett. You know, is or it isn't. Sixty percent off. How like how like how deep? How hard do I have to look for the sixty percent off? Just you know, be a little more honest. Yeah, you got to you got to go to the clearance rack and find the one one 
version of that shirt they have left, and then you realize it's only available in size small. <laughs> you know, I can't. Yeah, that that always drives me nuts. Where it's like, oh, sixty percent off, and mm-hmm. then you grab something, and it's like there is no no either no sale on that, or it's maybe ten percent off, or well, you got like or the- you got to buy like. Uh, Buy one pair. That's what always bothers me with shoes. Buy one pair, get the second for like 25% off. Like, I only need one pair. I don't need two. I also was thinking this week about how now it feels like it's a full week of Black Friday-ish. Like, today's the day, but it's ish. Three days leading up, but then there's Cyber Monday and Giving Tuesday. And I felt like this week I had to buy one of my kids a winter coat. And I went and got it Monday. And I know today was Black Friday. And I was like, I bet you if I wait until Friday, this coat might have a deal with it, but will this size be left? And will it be freezing before then? And he needs this coat, which the answer was yes. And it felt like, and then finally, suddenly Tuesday for the same store, there was 15% off and then 20% Wednesday. And it's like, is it a day or is it a week? You know? It's an entire season. Let's be honest about it. Yeah, no question. And then you feel like, you feel let down, like you missed out on the 15% off, which is just saving you your taxes, you know? Like you just genuinely feel mad i think sometimes so i i don't know i have a lot of emotions about this day but i do hope if there are people who are going to shop and they can get out there and shop then there's lots of great local businesses out there and you might as well at least be shopping in winnipeg uh if you can because it puts dollars into even this food court or wherever you might end up for lunch today global's Corey callahan is going to join us in our next segment he's in the polo park region question of the day by the way for credit aid struggling with debt call 204-987-6890 creditaid.ca a new survey says canadians are feeling more comfortable shopping at brick-and-mortar stores? How do you plan to shop for your Black Friday deals this weekend? In person, curbside pickup, or online? Cast your vote at CJOB.com. We'll put that up on Twitter as well, at 680CJOB. Also, do we owe Kevin the Garbage Man, Greg, some thanks for willing something to happen? I think there's some karma here. I think there is definitely some good aura that was sent out. Uh, Kevin the Garbage Man sent yesterday... um, why even have the mayor on? He doesn't answer questions. We had the mayor on. What day was that, Loren? Was that Wednesday? Wednesday. Yeah. And we asked the mayor about, like, what's going on with the streets here? The residential streets are a mess. He sort of agreed that they weren't in the best shape. And then just about 9, 12 yesterday morning, to be exact, we got an email from the city of Winnipeg saying, hey, starting Saturday morning, 7 a.m., residential plow will take place. So I think Kevin willed this to happen. I and many others work every day in back lanes and residential streets, picking up city garbage. And it seems the mayor doesn't care. Well, Kevin, maybe the mayor cares after all. And why was this decision made? We'll find out later on this morning. Mackling, McGarry and McNabb, we've got tickets for the Western final December 5th. Just over a week away, and we've also got uh, John Shannon, Winnipeg Jets commentary coming up at 6.55. We want to talk right now about secrets, because yesterday we talked to Rick Mercer about his new book, Talking to Canadians. We spoke to him at 9.35, and you got to go to the audio vault, or you got to look up the podcast and listen to this story that he told, because he talked about how when he and his brother, when they were little kids, they went on looking for to cut down a Christmas tree. They couldn't find one, so they... <laughs> they cut down their neighbor's tree and they got away with it. No one ever found out that they had done it. Uh, and they, they kept that secret all this time until he revealed it in the book. And his brother got mad at him and said, I was going to take that to the grave. <laughs> so that got us thinking. I think, Loren, it was you who suggested a homework assignment on secrets, right? And does anyone out there have a secret that they've kept? It doesn't have to be like, you know, criminal. Not that I'm saying taking a Christmas tree was criminal, but, it, you know, it's just something just close. And it was funny. And not only that, I think he only told his brother he about it because he revealed it in the book. Then he had to go tell the woman, his neighbor, uh, who's 80 years old now. By the way, that was me that cut down the tree because he decided to put it in his book. So, you know, <laughs> and decades his later. Mom. And his mom. This whole, like, mea culpa thing going down. So I know, Brett, you've got some stories. Uh, let's go around and see who, who's got what. Okay, so Poitras, why don't we start with you, sir? Well, uh, Uncle Mark, if you're listening right now, it was <laughs> me that flushed that massive piece of meat down the toilet <laughs> when I was, like, eight years old. It was rotting in the, fr- in the fridge, and for some reason... I don't know why, instead of just 
putting it inside of a garbage can, I decided I was going to flush it down the toilet, leading to this massive plug. I never fessed up to it. And then one day, he showed up with this massive bone. And I, if you think that you know how big this bone is, it was bigger than what you think. And he showed, how did this get? And he looked at me and he said, how did this get inside the toilet? And I said, I don't know. I have no idea. I have nothing to do with it. Why? So I'm now admitting to it. Yeah, it was me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, that's funny. Do you feel better now that you uh, admitted yeah, it? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay. To load off my mind. Braun. Carrying that for years. Jeff Braun. Uh, I've got two secrets, and I can't let them go yet because they don't, they're do not they not my secrets. They're other people's secrets, and the, they are still in play, as they say. And <laughs> by God, people do not tell me your secrets. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I'm also bad at it. I will at some point accidentally... <laughs> reveal these secrets at the worst possible moment at you know christmas dinner or something like that and it'll just I, i'm terrible at it I, I'm, I'm dumb and i'm forgetful and i just <laughs> say stuff without thinking and then just ruins people's days I, I we had a co-worker once years and years ago she was getting married uh some of the other people at work were throwing a surprise bridal shower for her. somebody foolishly told me about it and <laughs> sure enough i saw her in the hallway it's like enjoy your party tonight <laughs> I was like, oh, uh, nothing. Never mind. <laughs> uh, Forte, you got something? Oh, when me and my brother were kids, like really young, he's my older brother, older by four years, and we were in the office in the basement, and for some reason he was playing with a lighter, and he's playing, playing with this lighter, and he lights a piece of paper on fire, and he puts it out, and you know, I was like, oh, do it again, do it again, like I'm egging him on. And so he does it again. All of a sudden, the paper is really on fire now, and he's stomping on the paper on the carpet, and it melted the carpet, burnt the carpet. <laughs> My parents, you know, of course, they found out about it because there's a big burn in the carpet. But, uh, yeah, that, that was the secret. It, like, we tried to hide it from my parents so hard, but it, there's no hiding it. <laughs> uh, Loren, what about you? Jeff is reminding me of the Kevin from The Office who finds out that uh, – Oscar has kissed Angela's husband and keeps the secret. And at the end, he, when he finally gets to reveal it, he's like, I did it. I did it. I kept the secret the whole day because he's so pumped that he finally <laughs> was able to do it. Um, I think I, my mom always jokes that she hates the point in the evening when my siblings get together. There are four of us where we start swapping stories because she finds out all these things that she never knew happened in the house and she doesn't like the, the revelations. But we used to have this really, really old boat. And uh, one day we we're putting it in the water. My dad went to park the trailer and we were just going to go for a, a ski and um, one of us went to climb in the boat when my dad was doing this and leaned on the windshield, which he always told us not to do, and completely sent this crack across the entire windshield. And we were like, oh, my God, my, my dad is going to freak out. This is an old boat. It's barely running. What do we do? And I was like, say nothing. Just wait. Just say nothing. He goes to climb in the boat. And for whatever reason, at the exact same moment, leans against the windshield. And then we go, Dad. And he turns and looks. He goes, did I just crack the windshield? And we're like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we live with that. Like, and I gave everybody this look like, say nothing. Dad did it. And Dad's like, I cannot. That's terrible. And I, I, I think eventually, maybe a decade later, we confessed to that one. I'm not so sure. But we held on to that one for a long, long time because it was just much easier if he took the blame. Mackling, you actually lied to him. Bold no. face. He, he, he cr- asked he the question, the did I just do that? And you, yes. Nobody said anything. We just sort of went, mm. Okay, okay. All right. <laughs> I um, can't remember. It was great. It just couldn't have happened better, quite frankly. Is, is this the first time you're telling this story? I think he knows about it. I feel like we eventually, not, but for years we did not say a word. Okay, I'm trying to run out the clock here so I don't have to confess <laughs> anything. I'll confess that. So uh, I have lots of confessions I could make. This one involves my late mom, so I feel comfortable uh, admitting to my mom. I know she's listening right now, uh, some way, somehow. There was a report about 23 years ago about me being in Winnipeg. And my mom called me. I hear you're in Winnipeg. I heard through the grapevine from your cousin, through your aunt, through your grandma that you're in Winnipeg. I'm like, I'm not in Winnipeg. I'm in Vancouver. I was in Winnipeg. I had come home for a rendezvous with uh, a certain person. And I came home without telling anybody. And I got caught. (laughs) And I, I refused to admit that I'd come home to Manitoba without going to see anybody other than one person. Uh, but the, the truth was sort of known, but I, I denied it the entire time. Now I'm coming clean. I was I was home. 
<laughs> That's proof you can't come back to what, like, you could, I don't know how you people can't. get away with things. It's you can't impossible. come back to Winnipeg. No, you have to come under the cover of darkness in no. a vehicle you don't own. I, like, come into the, <laughs> slide into the garage in a trunk with oh, a blanket over top man. of you. I'm l- learning so many things from Ozark that I, I should have known 25 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> One year ago, all non-essential businesses were closed to in-person shopping, and it was a massive blow to many retailers who rely on the holiday season to keep them going throughout the rest of the year. Yeah, and and a blow, I think, for shoppers, too, because it just made things a bit more challenging. You had to get more creative. You had to really be organized and plan ahead. And, of course, now, here we are, 2021, the pandemic, the fourth wave is still with us. But this Black Friday, things are different. You can shop as you would have pre-pandemic, but we're asking you, are you going to? Peter Havens is the general manager at Polo Park and joins us now. Good morning, Peter. Good morning. Take us back a year ago, if you would, Peter, just in terms of, you know, Black Friday, it's typically very busy day. What did it look like one year ago? What weren't you seeing and, and how were retailers reacting? It was definitely a very unusual year. You know, after the, the second wave occurred and we were locked down at the uh, middle of November and you walk out into the shopping center and we had some stores open for essential services, but the, the vibrancy and the traffic just wasn't there. And that's, you know, I miss that. I'm, I'm glad to see that we're back uh, being able to be back open. Peter, I have my understanding of where the terminology Black Friday originates. Can you clear that up for us and and uh, where it started and, and what it represents? You know, it, it was definitely an American uh, origins. And, they, you know, it was their biggest shopping day after Thanksgiving. And as we all know, yesterday was American Thanksgiving. And, and frequently people in the U.S. would have a, an interesting, you know, day after Thanksgiving. And, and that's where a lot of the retailers really started having their, their, their sales kickoffs for the season. So what time do things get underway today? Well, the doors are open here at Polo already. Uh, some stores are open at 7. The majority of our stores will open at 8 a.m. this morning for uh, for their Black Friday. And, you know, they're really hoping to see a lot of people out. There was a recent um, survey, by the, survey by the Retail Council of Canada saying that Canadians are planning on spending more for the holidays. And more importantly, they want to get out to bricks-and-mortar stores and, intend, and attend in-person um, events and celebrations. You know, kind of get back to living. We talked about that earlier, Peter, just this idea that a year ago, you know, with the challenge of buying that gift and not being able to browse and look from store to store or make your choices slowly rather than doing it all online, it made things difficult. But it also drove more people to shop local. And I know you have some local stores in Polo Park as well. What are you hearing from those retailers in terms of the hope that people at least stick to spending their dollars inside uh, Manitoba Borders? You know, we're seeing our traffic come back at a very steady pace. And we're confident that we're going to get back to pre-pandemic levels um, as our restrictions begin to lift. And more importantly, as people get more comfortable, it's not going to happen right away. And then a lot of our tenants are finding that people have been out shopping early already. Like people are out there getting the deals. A lot of the um, stores have been offering Black Friday deals um, since the beginning of the week in an effort to spread it out and give people options as opposed to trying to crowd in today. Peter, it's no secret that the retail landscape is evolving, has been changing for the last decade or so. It's very apparent in the renovations recently that were done with your old Sears location, a big uh, Manitoba iconic retailer going in there. Do you see the mall evolving uh, differently over the next 10 years, more local, uh, more service oriented? What can you tell us about that? You know, being in retail is... is it's all about change. That's one of the things that's not always drawn me to the industry is that it's never static. Uh, the day it starts static, if you're static, you're going backwards. And, you know, at CF Polo Park, Cadillac like Fairview, we've always done a great job of, of embracing embracing change. And I think, you know, partnering with EQ3, an international Man- Manitoba and Winnipeg-based company, like we're super proud to build that beautiful store with them. And I think, you know, they're really searching for experiential retail and, and services and uses and getting the shopping center back to almost like a mini downtown core where you can kind of go there and do it all, get retail, get fashion, get some great food and have those experiences. And I think you're going to see more and more local retail um, in shopping centers like ours. We're very fortunate to have the INAC store, which is a local store and then doing great. And Bose is also a local success story. Those places are wonderful uh, 
wonderful retail outlets and great partners for CF Boulevard. Any stores lined up this morning? Uh, we got a few, not not a ton, and I think that's some, you know it's nice to have that balance. Uh, there's a couple people at Children's Place in to get their get their deals, and uh, Lego's uh, dropping a um, a big new uh, Star Wars project or, 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 or set this morning. So they got a few people outside their store this morning. Ooh, I'm just looking up that Lego thing right now. Do you Before know what? It, you, oh, go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, do you know what what the the Lego set is? <laughs> I think it's the Adat uh, Cruiser. I'm not sure if it's called a Cruiser, but I know it's an Adat something or other. Okay. Sorry, go ahead, Loren. No, you got to get a Lego follow-up question in. Uh, Peter, like, you know, we talk about how things have changed and how Canada kind of took on this day. Is is this sort of extended now, though? We were saying earlier, like, this isn't just a one-day event anymore, though. It extends, and then you have Cyber Monday, and then you, of course, extend into the, the holiday season and go right to Boxing Day and beyond. Are, are deals kind of part of the norm now for weeks, if if not just this one day? You know, certainly in 2021, that's what that's become the case. And I, you know, I think a lot of retailers looked, they, you know, they weren't sure what's going to happen with the day, so they wanted to spread it out. And, and Black Friday's definitely become the kickoff in Canada, at least, to the holiday season. Um, and typically you'll see it extended Cyber Monday, and then by, you know, then we're into December, and it's just a quick rundown to, uh, to the festive season of Christmas. All right. Well, Peter Havens, General Manager at Polo Park, thank you very much for joining us this morning, sir. Thank you, and have a wonderful day. See you Christmas Eve, Peter. <laughs> it is 714 on 680 CJOB. Uh, this ad at set is uh, pretty cool. Uh, man, I miss playing with Lego. Come to my house. We've got all sorts of it, man. <laughs> We've got thousands and thousands of pieces of it. Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, before we talk some football, we are asking you to tell us about a secret that you've kept or maybe a secret that you were unable to keep for a chance to win tickets for the Western Final on December 5th. And Liz, with her true confession, Greg. Yeah, when I was younger, we had to go to church every Sunday. And when we got older, we talked to our parents to go to the early evening evening mass. They said, yes, I'm I'm guessing that's on Saturday. So my brother and some friends would go get the pamphlet from the altar boy, go sit at the back and before mass uh, would sneak out and hang out at Happy Land Park and then go home and give my dad our pamphlets and oh, we would Liz. tell him a good mass. What a good mass that was. And my brother and I would look at each other and smile. Oh, the guilt. I don't know if I could do it, Liz. <laughs> Whew, this is making me sweat. I'm going to call my own mom and confess Liz's confession just to make sure. <laughs> now, it is an honor typically reserved for the best of the best, the players or coaches with the largest impact on the franchise, the community, and the game overall. We are talking about the Ring of Fame. And, of course, we are talking about the announcement made yesterday by the Winnipeg Football Club. The product of Regina, Saskatchewan, Bob Irving found a home in Winnipeg in 1973 by way of Estevan and Brandon. And after a fateful day on the golf course, Bob quickly became the voice of Winnipeg. Long down the left side for Stiegel. He's got it, and he's gone. Milt Stiegel's going all the way for a touchdown on the last play of the game. A hundred-yard touchdown pass. And who could have imagined an ending like that? It's been a long time since I've been able to say this, but the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are going to the Great Cup. And of course, we know what happened. The Blue Bombers claiming the 2019 Grey Cup. Wade Miller, president and CEO of the Winnipeg Football Club, joins us now. Some great memories in that montage, Wade. Oh, for sure there is. Uh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, what a career that we've talked about. But, uh, you know, the Winnipeg Football Club was happy to announce yesterday that uh, Bob Irving will be the 13th person um, inducted into the Ring of Honor. And we'll have a special ceremony before his uh, last uh, broadcast on December 5th at the West Final here at IG Field. Slam dunk decision, Wade? Oh, it was a pretty easy one, absolutely. Um, you know, he's, he's going into uh, a ring of honor that, you know, has uh, the likes of uh, Kenny Plain, Dieter Brock, Milt Stiegel, Herb Gray, Leo Lewis, Bud Grant, 
you know, uh, Jack Jacobs. I mean, uh, that's some Bob Cameron, uh, Fritz Hansen. That's, uh, you know, some pretty storied uh, individuals that have uh, history with this franchise. And Bob's right up there as well. So we're, of course, at CGOB looking forward to that ceremony. I know many of Bob's fans are. That's a week uh, from Saturday. Then, of course, we're looking to the the final, the first ever December CFL game in Winnipeg. And I know every week it feels like you guys are adding more treats and little things that uh, might keep people happy down there. What do you got in store for us now that you've added to the list, Wade? Oh, thanks. Uh, I'm not sure we have anything new that we haven't talked about. So thanks for that. I appreciate it. And I- <laughs> No, I just, I'm looking for you to add another drink to the menu or something. You know, I think we had a rum toddy and we got Bailey's. Yeah. I don't know, like an Irish well, whiskey, we maybe. T- or we, t- we talked about the caribou uh, caribou wine from the festival. That's right. Uh, you know, to to take that and there's the toffee out for the first 500 uh, that come to the tailgate area that opens at 1:30 with the big fire pits and warming hut and it's uh, you know just going to be a beautiful day on Sunday there next week and. Uh, uh, we're looking forward to it. So, uh, Lauren, what what drink do you want? Let me think about that. I've got a, I got some asks for the Blue Bomber store. I was in there last week, and man, you have some good stuff. So maybe I'll just like send you like a list. Does that work for, for oh, you? Oh yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> I did tell you before I'd go shopping for you. You never yes, sent you that did. list. So you're right. And okay. Then, and then I then I listen to your show, and you go from talking about Halo, uh, you know, video game to a Hallmark movie. That's impressive how you guys can jump from uh, one thing to the next. And uh, I know I'm getting, you know, somebody's kids a Halo game for Christmas. So <laughs> Hey, you can keep that at home. Nah, send it over. We'll, we'll accept yeah. it, Wade. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne Miller is the president and CEO of the Winnipeg Football Club, joining us live on 680 CJOB. Wade, thank you very much for the time, as always. We appreciate it. Thank you. We look forward to seeing everybody out next week. And uh, we need a loud uh, stadium and... Uh, Tickets are going well, but there's still the opportunity to come be part of history. So come be part of history. See uh, see us induct uh, Bob Irving into the Ring of Honor prior to the game as well. Right Thank on. you. Right on, Wade. Thank you very much. And we are giving away tickets for that Western final. We're going to pick a winner at 9.15, and then we will ask you at 204-780-6868 to tell us a story about a secret that you have kept maybe your whole life for a chance to win. Barb, with a great text on the legendary Bob Knuckles Irving. Yeah, Barb says, I'm going to miss Bob Irving. I'm not a football person. I don't understand it. Mind you, I love the Bombers. Bob's voice is very comforting to me, as my dad used to love listening to Bob and football games on the radio. So it takes me back to reminiscing and think of my warm memories. When the game is on, my radio is on. Not for the score, but to fill my house with Bob's Mm. voice. He is an old friend in my head and will be greatly missed. I have to take up yoga or meditation or maybe ask him to make meditation videos. Barb, that encapsulates and captures the feeling of thousands upon thousands of Manitobans, football fans or otherwise. Thank you for sharing that. Keys to the game coming up at 8.11. But before that, we want to talk about how many of us have shifted to online shopping in the past year. And if that's a trend that's going to continue for you this year, we have a warning on this Black Friday. Yeah, so lots of people are returning to in-store shopping. That's the hope from local consumers, that people get back to that brick-and-mortar shopping or shop online locally. But lots of people, you know, have looked elsewhere for those deals. And I don't know about you guys, I receive a ton of emails and texts now that I'm certain are scams and I just delete. But some of them look pretty legit. And we have a Consumers Matter reporter for Global News. We have a couple of them. And the one we're going to introduce you to now is Andrea. Uh, her job is to not just watch for shopping trends, but of course, scams. And she says, unfortunately, one of the big scams this year is criminals impersonating major businesses like Amazon to steal your personal information. According to a recent report, Amazon tops the list of impersonated businesses. The U.S.-based Federal Trade Commission reports that between July 2020 and June 2021, one in three people who reported a business in impersonator say the scammer pretended to be from Amazon. About 96,000 people reported being targeted and 6,000 said they lost money. In fact, reported losses totaled more than $27 million with the average loss per individual at a reported $1,000. So Drua says it all starts with a 
relatively legitimate looking text or email, doesn't it always? Impersonator send you a message via text or a link about suspicious activity or unauthorized purchases on your Amazon account. When you call the number provided to sort out the issue, you are now connected to the fraudster who then continues to trick you into handing over your personal information. Here at home, the Better Business Bureau says it's not surprised by this type of scam. In fact, it's getting worse. The BBB says there has been a rise in online scams during the pandemic and it's cautioning consumers as as we head into Black Friday and the height of the holiday shopping season to be extra vigilant. So I, I'm curious if anyone has been caught in any of those scams where you think it's your account and it's someone saying, hey, like, check this out. Your your account has been misappropriated. And then so you think it's legit and you click on it. And before you know it, you've handed over credit card information or other. That often happens. And then one of the warnings, too, is that when you hand that information over, not only did they steal your dollars potentially but your identity which is increasingly mm-hmm. part of the problem but i i have to say i bet you i get at least a text a day from either a company like a fake company pretending to say hey you've got a problem with your account when i've never had an account with them or it's the you've won a thousand dollars click here link and it's relentless greg well the one that just about got me was i got a text message saying there was a problem with my fedex delivery and i was expecting something from FedEx, but it just didn't feel right. It didn't smell right. And sure enough, I did a couple of of checks online connected to the number and the text message that I received. And sure enough, it was a scam. And if I'd clicked on that link that was in the text message, goodness knows what would have happened. So yeah, my radar's on all the time, Brett, with that stuff. I got a phone call yesterday from a 1-800 number. So I answered it and it was an automated message that said uh, they were from UPS and that I have uh, an overseas package waiting to be picked up and if i don't come get it they're going to send it back please press nine for more information uh and then it started to go into the same message just in in other languages i just hung up I'm like i i didn't order <laughs> i didn't order anything from overseas but how many people have so that's why they do it right yeah. they just spam as many numbers as possible and hope somebody will, will click the appropriate link or press the appropriate button on their IVR in this case, Brett. Well, that's the warning. Sorry, I was just going to say because people are online shopping more than ever before, right? And so the odds of them, if they just hit, say, a thousand people with that text, 10% of them are going to be people who are waiting for a package or other. Right. And we'll, we'll go into it. It's just they're just playing the odds and their odds are probably working for them. Hey, we just mentioned the Western final December 5th set to become a very special day in these parts because the Winnipeg Blue Bombers will host the winner of this Sunday's Western semifinal between Saskatchewan and Calgary, which we will air on CJOB starting at 3.30 in the first Western final in our city since 1972. It will also mark the end of an era. And I'd like to say this, it isn't often that era doesn't feel like big enough of a word. The commissioner of the Canadian Football League joins us now. We say good morning to Randy Ambrosi. Good morning, Randy. How are you, sir? I'm good. And I've been enjoying listening to the show. No invecta while we're doing this uh, discussion today, right? <laughs> none, none, we promise. Uh, um, hey, listen, end of the Bob Irving era. Can you take off your commissioner's hat for us for just a moment, Randy, and put on your born and raised in Winnipeg hat? What did Bob Irving mean to Randy Ambrosi, the young football player, the young person in our city? Well, you know, quite honestly, I have a, a lot of memories, but one but one stands out for me above all others, and it's uh, related to my rookie season in 1985. And I was coming in for a preseason game against the Bombers, and uh, my mom and dad were going to pick me up at the stadium. And of course, mom and dad have, uh, have passed it. But uh, they got to the stadium, and... Uh, and I was, we just finished practice and I was going to go home with them for, for dinner. And my mom was crying. And I said to mom, mom, what's wrong? She says, I was just listening to Bob Irving interview Coach Barato, And they were talking about uh, how well you had handled training camp. And she just went on about how, you know, Bob had, you know, Bob's interview with uh, Bob's interview with Coach Barato. I'll never, I'll never be able to say thank you enough to Bob for that moment. That meant so much to my parents and so much to my family. And I know Bob has touched the, touched the hearts of 
everyone that has listened to him since he since he started broadcasting the games in the you know in the seventies. He's just a remarkable guy. But for me, I have this personal I have this personal memory that I'll never uh, that I'll never be able to thank Bob enough for. That's a lovely story, Randy. Thank you for sharing that because I think, you know, we talk often about how he covers the Bombers and how he covers our team and, and our community, but there's players all over the country and continent, really, that that have been interviewed by Bob. And I'm, and sometimes it's in great moments and sometimes it's in not-so-great moments, and he's always handled those downtimes eloquently as well. What's it like to be on the end of an interview with Bob? Well, yeah, it's a great question because at the heart of it, Bob – Bob is not only not Bob not only knows the game, but Bob understands people. He cares about people. He asks the question. Bob doesn't have uh, Bob's got a there's an honor and a nobility to the way he's performed his duties. Even in the toughest moments, asking tough questions, there's humanity in the way Bob has handled his job. I, I like I just think he's got a, the the most remarkable set of skills, and and it's all part of just the Bob Irving legend, how he's done his job. And you're right. He has left a stream of players and a stream of people who have all benefited from the experience of crossing his path. Some would argue that he's the, the voice, not just of the Winnipeg blue bombers, but the voice of the CFL. What say you to that? Well, you know, in, in my lifetime, I think we can all say there have been voices that have been synonymous with our game. You know, for me, uh, Ron Lancaster's voice when he, was, when he was doing the games, and I got to play for Coach Ron, so of course that meant something a little bit extra. But Bob's voice, when you hear it, it just feel the game in your bones. Like everything about Bob's voice makes you think about the league and it makes you think about our history. It makes, for me, it makes me feel, I, I feel at home when I, when I listen to Bob and almost like I'm, I'm back at home in mom's kitchen and waiting for mom to serve me, uh, you know, some some delicious treat. No, Bob is, Bob is the CFL. And uh, there, there'll never be another Bob Irving, and we should all, uh, we should all be proud and, and frankly honored that we got a chance to be part of his life because he's, uh, he has been a special, he's been a special part of the league, and he's, uh, I think he's a special Canadian, to be honest. It's a very well said, Randy, because uh, you know Canadiana is, you some would argue, is disappearing at a at a very. Uh, frightening pace in some cases and the Canadian Football League I put right near the top of the list of things that make us unique that make us different from other places not that that it's bad to be like other places but Canadian football is very special we just read a text message from someone who doesn't even really like football but she loves the bombers and she loves having Bob's voice on in the background whenever there's a game on it's a connection to her father. And really that's what sports is for me, Randy. It's that connection to my community. It makes my pride in where I'm from that much larger. And that's been the connection for me. What about for you? Well, I think it's, um, you know, that sense of community is at the heart of what makes us special. I, I think I've said this many times, pound for pound, player for player. I don't believe there's any sports league in the world that does more and is more connected to the community than, than ours is. Our players have long lived that, have long lived that, that pride of being part of, you know, whether it's speaking at a school or, and, and encouraging children to stay in school, or it's an, it's a drug awareness program, or it's an ending violence message. But again, there's a, there's a certain humanity to what this, to what the CFL is all about. And Bob represented that humanity in a very special way. You know, I think we need more civility. We need more propriety. And when you listen to a Bob Irving show, you hear his voice, you feel good because Bob is honorable. He's decent. He does represent the things that I think we should all aspire to. You know, our our mothers all said, you know, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. We've lost a little bit of that in society. Maybe we've lost too much of that. But when you listen to Bob Irving's voice, it just made the world make sense again because he was just honorable and decent in everything he did. And he knew his stuff because 
there's very few people that know the game as as well as Bob did as Bob did and and uh, and he'll be missed. Man, I don't think we can say it any, any better than that. Randy, thank you for your time and sharing your thoughts on Bob. Well, thanks and best wishes to all of you and hey listen, keep it warm. We're we're going to have a 5 <laughs> degree day in Regina on Sunday and I'm just totally expecting Winnipeggers to keep it warm for the <laughs> Eastern or for the Western <laughs> final. So listen, best wishes to all of you today. Stay safe, and um, thanks for having me on to talk about the great Bob Irving. The Commissioner of the Canadian Football League, Randy Ambrosi, joining us live on 680 CJOB. And just looking ahead, looking out (laughs) the long-term forecast, Mm -hmm. and again, subject to change on a daily, if not, uh, you know, (laughs) tri-daily basis, because they change the forecast three times a day. Uh, We've got minus five. On Sunday, December 5th, with scattered flurries. That's on the Weather Network. Greg, I know on your Apple weather, you had, what, minus 7? Minus 7, but, you know, nope. as you mentioned... Just go to the best one. What's the best one? <laughs> we don't know which... Oh, oh, which is the best number? Yeah. So yeah. far, it's minus 5. Yeah, but, so that's all we're listening to right now. And if tomorrow that changes, we'll switch over to another app. Yeah, if you look at uh, Environment Canada for the rest of the week, minus 3 today, 0 tomorrow, minus 5, plus 1, minus 4, minus 2, minus 1. Just Hold on, baby. Just just three more days. It should be uh, it should be good. So, uh, fingers crossed. Everything you can cross, cross them for uh, nice weather on the fifth. Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. Hey, Mister uh, Jeffrey Forte, who won our tickets for Rick Mercer? By the way. Harold Foss. Congratulations, Harold. Going to Rick Mercer just for laughs. Friday, May 13th, Burton Cummings Theatre. That's it for our tickets for this week, but you can buy them at 10 o'clock through Ticketmaster. Also want to say thanks to all who made a donation yesterday to the Salvation Army during the Giving Hope Radiothon uh, right here on 680 CJOB as well as Power 97 at Peggy at 991. The total that they... We're able to raise $27,225, so uh, great work to Manitoba once again for stepping up and helping out the Salvation Army. And just a reminder, if you're going out shopping, I know like so many of us don't carry cash anymore, but uh, if you are going out shopping this holiday season, if you can maybe, you know, stick some cash in your wallet so you can drop some in if you see those kettles. It was nice to see the Salvation Army kettle actually in the mall the other day. I thought, oh yeah, that's something I haven't been able to do for a couple of years. So um, I made sure to drop some cash in and I'm going to make sure I always have at least something on me so I can uh, give them some cash. Um, And speaking of shopping, one of the things we're talking about this morning, Loren, scams. This is a huge problem for shoppers, I think. And and in that they're, you're either being hit with these scam texts or scam emails, or you've actually uh, lost some of your money. But the 75% of the time when people are hit with scams, some of the online trackers in the States are showing 75% of the time people are losing the money. So it's not just about seeing it and ignoring it because we've had some listeners say, hey, how hard is it to spot the scam? Well, sometimes you might be expecting a package. Then that text comes says, we have issues with your FedEx package or your Perlator package. They'll say whatever they want. You click it. Next thing you know, you're giving up information because it feels like it, it, it makes sense to you to do that. And so the warnings are out this morning about that just because there's more people who are shopping. And of course, Sandra with a text to us this morning says, yeah, I get numerous texts also saying I've won either money or a free product. Each time I receive these messages, I block the number and this has helped to reduce the number of spam texts I receive. Have a great day, Sandra says. Mm. That's good advice. I normally just delete them so that I don't you know, end up clicking on something I don't want to click on. I haven't blocked them before, so I'm going to get going on that. Well, and let's realize too, there is a large portion of our population who aren't as tech savvy perhaps as younger sure. people. I'm not as tech savvy as my kids. And I know that my Baba isn't as tech savvy as I am. She doesn't have the ability to to block certain calls. She still has a landline of various technologies that are available to me aren't available for her. And guess what? She trusts people way too much sometimes. And so, yeah, to, just to say, how do you get scammed? Mm, just because it hasn't happened to you doesn't mean it won't and doesn't mean that uh, you're a weak person when it does happen to you. Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, 
We got to give away tickets for the Western final in our next segment based on the secrets that you have kept over the years. Last chance to get in on that. Text us at 204-780-6868. But it is time for our weekly, it's actually been a couple of weeks because last week we had to press pause on our Gab with Gabby for the Radiothon for St. B. Hi, Gabby. Hi, how's it going? <laughs> okay. I'm loving this song. I'm dancing so hard in this tiny little radio booth. Like, it's like dancing in a closet, basically. Yeah, your arms are reached to the sky listening to some No Doubt. So, Gabby, we got to ask you the, the important question that we posed earlier this week. Do you return the grocery cart? I don't take a grocery cart ever. Because it's just me, so I don't really have enough to buy. I imagine if you have kids, you probably need to take one or two grocery carts. But yes, in the past, especially, I mean, if you pay a buck for it, I want my dollar back. Yeah. There is no way. I would walk 10 city blocks to get my dollar back because I'm a Manitoban. So I will always return it if it's a dollar cart. And yeah, I mean, I won't just leave them around the parking lot. What if it hits somebody's vehicle? Well, my dad was actually telling me that um, he... I think actually the, he saw the wind blew a cart like across the parking lot and into his car. Oh, shoot, he just told me this. Uh, I've already forgotten the story. But yeah, wind will blow carts across the lot. And that's something I never even thought about that. One of our listeners, Greg, pointed that out too, that it, it almost hit her car in the Costco parking lot. That's right. And I actually had a conversation with uh, Michelle who works the front desk for us here at Chorus Radio and she had quite the interaction with someone as she witnessed a cart go flying uh, through the through the parking lot at Home Depot. So uh, that is not suitable for radio, that interaction. <laughs> but the sticking at the grocery store, Gabby, have you got any peeves yes. at the grocery store? You know, that, that that things that just don't sit well with you during your grocery shopping experience. I sure do. I have a call to action to everybody. Let's all be aware of the space around us. Spatial awareness, it's difficult. I struggle with it myself. We all do. But if you're in the grocery store, have you, this happened even before the pandemic, even before we were worried about social distancing, where you're trying to get something like cheese and somebody's looking at the cheese. So you don't want to be rude and reach around them, but then they're kind of moving every time you move and they're literally monopolizing half the aisle. Or how about this one? When two people have large carts, so they're blocking the aisle and you can't get past them. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. It's like a standoff in front of you. And you're kind of looking at them. You don't want to be rude, but you're like, can one of you just shift a little bit? Loren, you know, you've been here. That's when I don't like, you know, how we, they always make fun of Canadians for saying sorry too much. Yeah. When someone says sorry, like, like, and I find myself, well, excuse me, sorry, can I just get around you? And then I want to yell out, by the way, I should not be the one saying sorry here. You are in my way. But, you know, you can't, you can't get mean when you're in front of craft dinner. <laughs> I love when you get riled up, Lorette. I do too. Yeah, it's a pro- I, I spatial awareness. I find is a problem like anywhere, but in grocery stores in particular. And I don't know if it comes from people being some people being oblivious, or if it's entitlement. You know, like I, this is my space. I'm here to shop, and I don't care if I'm in your way. Um, There's a lot of that. This is my 400 boxes of Katie and poor Lorenz over there just salivating, ready to get some cheese. I'm with you, Loren. Come on. Let us get at the Katie people. (laughs) All right. We've been talking about lineups, too. Like, not lineups at the grocery store, although those did exist during the pandemic. But have you ever stood in line for anything? I said to you guys, we talked about this one time. I think we were talking about lineups outside bars and how we won't do them anymore. We used to do them in our youth, and we'd wait outside in the cold to go into bars. Um, The only place I line up anymore is the liquor store, and only because I'm (laughs) forced to. And I mean, I there's always I go to the one at Ellis. There's always a lineup there, so it's either wine and lineup or or no lineup and no alcohol are in. You're saying that if there if these rules didn't exist and there was a line, you wouldn't wait in that line for your wine? Is that no? I'm saying like I will wait for the wine no matter what, but it's the only thing I wait in a lineup for. What about you guys? You you just said just because you had to, so I thought I feel like you know. You well, because anyway. because of the, because of the restrictions on sure. how many people can can go inside and whatnot, yeah. pandemic. Uh, yeah, the, I've I've actually changed my purchasing practices in a lot of cases, particularly when it comes to when I need to visit the liquor mart because I live the one that I go to is in Osborne Village, and I learned the hard way uh, during this pandemic that uh, waiting until Friday night or Saturday night to go get your stuff is a bad bad idea because the lineup. I think there was one day where there like fifty people in line. What? Uh, t- yeah. It was crazy. So now I always go during the day or I'll often stop um, 
I'll go to the LC at True North in True North Square. Oh, beautiful store! It is yeah, very nice. is there any truth to the rumor that they're installing a zip line for you, uh, Brett, <laughs> direct from 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 your balcony to that liquor store? <laughs> I would love that. That'd be great. And that, that actually, I think the angle from Osborne Village down to True North Square, that would be solid. Then you could charge people in your building to use the zip line, and it would become a source of income for you as well. You'd fund your beer with your zip line. That's a good call. And maybe they give me a discount on my rent as well. There's all sorts of ways to win on this one. Um, how long? So you have waited in line for the oh, bar? Yeah. Oh, I used to. I would not anymore uh, just because I'm I'm older now. You know what I mean? I get cold. I want like a parka. I'm going to be up, out there in my Sorrells in my parka and there's no way anybody's going to hit on me in that. Um, <laughs> that's because you have a VIP card to all the hotspots, uh, no, Marshawn. That's hey, why. Mackling, would you wait in line? Do you wait in line No, I stopped waiting in line when I was 29 years old. Yeah. And when I moved to Calgary and my buddy who is a lot uh, more well off than I am taught me the magic and the power of money with the doorman. I, I do not wait in line any longer. Oh, so you're slipping them dollar dollar bills? Oh no, I hang out with people who are capable of doing that. There's a whole system. (laughs) That's a whole other chat. Has anyone actually ever slipped cash to someone to get in? Yes. Really? Oh, I'd be too nervous to do that. Why? Like the whole Chandler Bing where a handful of No, no, you just gotta come. (laughs) You just ask. You know, what's it gonna take? What's it gonna take for me to skip this line? Oh, I I would feel so awkward. I want to try this out sometime though now. Always a price. Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. We got tickets for the Western Final. Sunday, December 5th, Winnipeg Blue Bombers hosting Saskatchewan, Calgary. Find out that result this Sunday. We're carrying that game on 680-CJOB at 3.30. We're asking you to tell us a story about secrets. What kind of secrets have you kept through your years? Have you got a secret from your childhood that you've been holding on to your whole life? Like uh, Brenda Loren sent us a pretty uh, pretty good one involving some cross-border shenanigans. Yeah, so our secret long weekend was with me and my BFF, Brenda says. We told our folks we were going to Grand Beach for the weekend. We were 17 years old. What we really did was go to the Norlander where our friends were playing and ask them to announce we were looking for a ride to Detroit Lakes, USA. <laughs> Got the ride, crossed the border. How, she says, I don't know. And had the best time the folks never did know Ah, the days when you could just cross the border at uh, any age without any questions hey holy smokes (laughs) was the norlander was that the one that became uh, canada's hotel where scandals was which is that sounds right yeah now it's gone right they've torn it down that sounds right okay um joan uh had a good one greg involving the bible and 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 her big brother he and i didn't get along very well as children because he was older than me and fights and arguments would almost always end with him winning one day out of frustration i picked up a book that was close to me and threw it at him uh and threw it at me it happened No, she threw it at him. She threw it at him. Yes, there's a yeah. there's a incorrect word there. It happened to be the Holy Bible, and I hit him in the head. He looked at me and said, "What the hell?" <laughs> he then picked it up and threw it back at me. It landed at my feet. I looked at him, then screamed, "Mommy, mommy!" Sean threw the Holy Bible at me and hit me in the head. <laughs> my mom came running downstairs and proceeded to give Sean uh, the what for. For years, I kept the seri- the secret that it was actually me that threw the Bible, not him. Sorry for uh, completely <laughs> botching your story, Joanne. Joan. And uh, Dave is our winner. Dave, the Star Wars-aholic. Make sure you follow him on Instagram, Star Wars-aholic. Uh, this is a secret my brother and I kept for over 25 years. Long story short, my parents used to go to the lake every weekend like clockwork. And some weekends, they would leave us at home. Being teenagers, of course, we would tell all of our friends to come over the minute mom and dad left. Well, we had a pool table during one of these parties. What went from a friendly game of pool turned into a game of see who can keep their fingers on the edge of the pool table the longest while another person whips the ball at them. One thing led to another. One of the balls flew off the table at breakneck speed and it busted the nose off of this old giant six foot Six inch? Would that be six inch or six, six foot? Six foot plaster molded bullhead thing that my dad cherished that was on the wall. 
So in shock, we knew we had to fix this thing ASAP. We ran to get super glue, paint, anything else we could find to fix it. Needless to say, we spent the whole next morning gluing, remolding, and painting it to perfection. We hung it back on the wall. No one was the wiser. And to this day, I don't even know if they know or if we told them, but... Maybe if not, maybe it's time we fess up. Anyway, that's my story. Sticking to it. And the bull is still on the wall. Yes. I didn't see that part. So, Dave, and you know what? It makes sense that they, if if that were me, then it'd be game over because I wouldn't be able to put this thing back together. But when you see Dave's work, what he does with these Star Wars figures, the art scenes that he creates, it's clear that uh, he's a man who uh, knows how to fix stuff like that. That is amazing. And that they don't know. That reminds me of the time my brothers were wrestling and like a knee or a foot or heel or something went into the wall, into the drywall. And they covered it up with a piece of white paper and scotch tape. And they're like, do you think she'll know? And I'm like, yeah. Like it's a hole in the wall and you've covered it up with paper. They did not have Dave skills. Congratulations, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to the Western final. Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, we want to tell you about an awesome initiative in the North End to get some toys for kids. But before that, GMAC... I believe I am hearing the sounds of Took. You would be correct, sir. Tomorrow night, tickets still available. Casinosofwinnipeg.com. Classic Canadian rock and roll by some of the best Canadian musicians on the planet. Covers of Harlequin, Queen City Kids, Streetheart, Tom Cochran. That's just the Manitoba-connected songs. Rush, Loverboy, The Headpins, and a band we discussed earlier this week, Todd Kearns belting out kickaxe is a sight and sound to behold. It's a Brent Fitz homecoming. Do not miss it. And I'm aware of at least one special guest tomorrow night, and I have an inside source who tells me multiple special guests are on the agenda. Doors at 7, as they say, show at 8. And Jeff Forche, I have a question for you, sir. Yes, sir. Would you do me the honor of accompanying me to the show tomorrow night? Absolutely. I'd love to. All right. Wow. Let's do it. Forche and Mackling <laughs> hitting the town. I'm gonna rock it out. All right. <laughs> Forche's going to rip it up with hey, GMAC. Nice. Hey, do they? Uh, does Took do any Helix? I don't know. <laughs> Give me an R. R. <laughs> o. O. C. C. K. K. What you got? Rock. I don't think they can top that, so I'm going to say no, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Took they are a great band. Uh, that's going to be a fun show. Have fun tomorrow night, boys. And now we've been talking a lot about shopping. Black Friday, and that quest for a deal, a gift for a family member, a friend, maybe even yourself. But if you happen to be out shopping today, and, and many people will be, and or maybe you're even doing it online, maybe today or in the days ahead, uh, we're going to ask you this morning, and our next guest is going to ask that perhaps you consider a gift for a stranger. As we were telling you yesterday on CJOB, and we've talked about this actually quite often over the past few months, that there's a growing number of families just struggling to put the basics on the table let alone something, you know, a little extra special under the tree for their kids. And so our next guest, Greg, is really hoping Manitobans can help. Yeah, our next guest was one of my first ever in-studio guests about 13 years ago to talk about this. Kyle Mason is working to bring a little holiday cheer to kids in the North End. This goal, 900 unwrapped toys between $15 and $20. Kyle, my friend, we're welcoming you uh, with honour. How are you today, sir? Well, thanks for having us uh, or having me, and uh, yeah, it's uh, great to talk with you all. So this used to be a dinner. Tell us what the North End Christmas used to look like and how the pandemic has unfortunately changed things up. Yeah, for the first uh, nine years of, uh, of this initiative, it, it was the uh, North End Family Center's uh, annual Christmas party. Um, and then it morphed into the North End Christmas party, and then sadly last year and now this year because of covid uh, uh, we we can't have in-person events. It just doesn't feel right or the safe thing to do. So uh, we turned it into a, a toy drive where we're going to hand out uh, new uh, toys to kids uh, and along along with give $25 gift cards to families so they can uh, go to the store and uh, get the things that they need for a good Christmas meal. What are you hearing about the need, Kyle? Like, how did you land on the number 900? Because the ask is you're hoping 900 new unwrapped toys between 15 and 20 bucks. Um, yeah, well, yeah. Th- th- that's, a, that's a big need, but I think it's great that you're doing it. I'm just curious, you know, are you hearing that there's more out there, more families looking for a little help like this? 
Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah, COVID has been difficult for everybody in some way. But uh, when you were already struggling to make ends meet before COVID hit, and with COVID just going on and on and on, uh, life is just getting that much more difficult uh, to make ends meet, to get by. And the Christmas season uh, just adds uh, extra stress on to families. You know, they uh, every family is the same. Every kid is the same. Like, kids don't always understand the complexities of life and bills and COVID. All they know is that they hope to wake up on Christmas morning and open up a present or two. And um, and, and their parents, uh, they want to do that. They want to provide that. But sometimes it's just really hard to make ends meet. Like, I remember back when I was a youth myself, growing up in the North End with my single mother, life was difficult. Life was hard. And though my mother was um, a student and working, uh, it, it was hard to provide Christmas. So there were times where the only year I received a gift was because of initiatives like this. So, Kyle, what can we do then to help? Well, there's a number of different ways people can get involved. And, uh, yeah, like, like you said, we're seeking out 900 toys because the, the demand is high this year. Like, I know other initiatives like the Christmas Cheer Board and other stuff are being overwhelmed uh, with um, requests uh, for hampers, that kind of stuff. So uh, the need is high. So, yeah, we're shooting for 900 new unwrapped toys of about a 15 to $20 value uh, for all the ages. Uh, so from like newborn to 15 years old, um, you can go to the store today. You can drop them off at any Birchwood Automotive Group location throughout the city. You can also drop them off at Modern Coffee, which is at the corner of Inkster and Maine, or Good Earth Coffee House in Bridgewater. Uh, so there's uh, convenient locations across the city where you can drop off a, a new toy. Or if you can't make it out uh, and to do that in person, you can go to North End christmas.org and uh, make a financial donation that way. Kyle, one point and then one opportunity for you to recognize uh, one of the sponsors and one of the wonderful community uh, partners that you've enlisted here. Uh, you mentioned the fact that it's you know all genders between newborn and, and 15 years old and some of the volunteer work that I've done in the past. I know that quite often those 12 to 15 year old kids get overlooked. And sometimes it's it's thin thin pickings uh, for those putting together these hampers uh, for uh, for kids and families with kids in that age group. Fair to say? Yeah, we've experienced that over the years. Where yeah, sometimes uh, yeah, it, it's it's cute, it's nice to get the toy for say like the two year old or the three year old. Absolutely, and we absolutely need those as well. But yeah, we're going to try to make sure that we get toys for all the ages. Um, and so. Uh, at the end of it, we're you know we're going to make sure with the the funds that are donated, we're going to look at the pile of toys and we're going to see if there's any of the areas lacking. Uh, we're going to make sure that's all balanced out. But absolutely, if people want to donate, um, let's let's try to do it from all ages, like like I said, from newborn to 15 years old, and uh, that way you know everybody of every age can get something that they that they look forward to. And Birchwood Automotive Group, what have they done uh, other than agreeing to to let these toys be dropped off at their locations? Well, you know, we have a number of different partners that are amazing. You know, I, I like to point out all of them. So, like, so uh, Steve Bell and his team at Signpost Music are helping us with the back end stuff, the website, and some of the technical stuff as well. So, I, I want to note them. Uh, Modern Coffee, Good Earth Coffee House. Um, you know, they're, they're, I'm thankful that they're able to, to collect toys. But, yeah, Birchwood Automotive is our main partner, and they have been amazing. So um, I've been talking with them. They said, yeah, we'll absolutely take uh, toys at all our locations. Uh, plus, we're going to help uh, bring those toys um, uh, to the needed places at the needed time. And on top of that, we're going to give $5,000 wow. uh, so you can buy the gift cards uh, for the families. That's incredible. And I, uh, before we let you go, Kyle, you referenced just the idea that if you hadn't had initiatives like these when you're, you were young, your holiday might have been a bit different. Just what's it mean to, like, you know, there's so many families out there that might be getting the fourth or fifth or sixth present for their child when there are families who are just struggling to get one. And we need to stop and think about that for a second, that that one gift might make the day, the year, the month at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I remember as a kid myself there, uh, it was difficult sometimes to, to go back to school after the Christmas break. And, you know, I'd, I'd hear friends talk about, like, they got this, 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 and this, and this, and this, and then all that kind of stuff. And some others, like, oh, we even went down to, you know, to warm weather. And then, you know, my gift was, um, you know, a pair of handmade, uh, handmade mitts for my grandma and a toy from a, from a toy drive uh, that's, you know, wasn't always age appropriate or something that I was into. So it was difficult. So, and this is like, like this, um, you know, help 
fight against that. And this way, kids can have a great Christmas and everybody can just uh, have a great season. Well, uh, Kyle, you would, I think you can expect a call, phone call from one of our listeners, Jim the Bailiff. Uh, he wants to offer up 400 uh, new Hot Wheels for a donation. Oh, so uh, that's great, Jim. Thank you very much for that. And Kyle, thank you for uh, bringing attention to this. Uh, this is so important. Uh, you know, I, I can't think of what childhood would have been like if I didn't have, if I couldn't play with toys. So this is great. Yeah, like I said, every kid just wants to wake up Christmas morning and have an, a, a nice toy or two to open up and have a great Christmas. And also, lastly, I'd like to point out, I'm not doing this by myself. I have a couple of friends that are helping me out, and the one I'd like to highlight in particular, her name is Colleen Up. Uh, she's been at my side doing different things for a number of different years, and I'm very thankful for the pe- people around me to help make this happen. All right, Kyle Mason joining us live on 680 CJOB, uh, talking about the North End Toy Drive. Kyle, thank you very much. Thank you. Hey, thanks for listening to The Start Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe now and never miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate the show, tell us what you think, and hey, even tell a friend about the podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Greg is at GMACWPG, that's G-M-A-C-K-W-P-G. I am at Brett McGarry, B-R-E-T-T-M-E-G-A-R-R-Y. And Loren on Twitter is at McNab on Global and on Instagram at McNab on C-J-O-B. Talk soon.